What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host Rob Goldberger. And what a week it has been um, in the sports world. The NFL with one of the craziest weekends we've ever seen. Every game ending on a game winner. At this point, it's probably old news. We're probably late to the coverage. We wanted to film something in the middle of the week, but it didn't really work out with timing necessarily. But we're here. We're going to be talking about all four of those crazy games and all the storylines that have stemmed from them. And then, of course, we're going to be previewing the conference championship, giving our Super Bowl picks. It's crazy that you know we're down to three games on the season. Um, it's, it's absolutely insane. But with that, we're just going to jump right in, and, and we're going to start in chronological order. So the first game of the week was the Bengals and the Titans, and the Cincy Bengals pulled this one off. Evan McPherson hit the game winner. I mean, this was a, a very interesting game. We saw Tennessee's defense record nine sacks, um, something absolutely incredible. Um, but they didn't win the game. Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. Derrick Henry only averaging three yards a carry. I mean, you see the stats there. Donta Foreman outrushed him on 15, 16 less attempts. Um, I mean, this was a very interesting kind of weird game. Um, I mean, what were your thoughts on this one? Obviously, Tennessee, a team that we both felt was – definitely not a number one seed. And, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, we both picked the Bengals to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? One? I mean, uh, I think this game was just such a, like a slot fest. I mean, the Bengals offensive line is just not up to the caliber of where it needs to be for this deep of a playoff run. And it definitely worries me for tomorrow. Um, for them, but I think the Titans are just a, a long way off with, with Ryan Tannehill QB. I mean, usually he plays pretty mistake-prone football, and that's sort of like why he's there, and he's sort of said he's the ship, but, man, he was terrible. And the issue is when you ask Ryan Tannehill to win you a game with his arm when the running game, you know, isn't necessarily working, I don't know how well it's going to go. Um, you know, that decision on the last drive was just horrible, just bad. I mean, you, 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 you continue your season on no matter what. I mean, look, I, I think these teams are, are probably inferior to the other teams, to the, probably the rest of the teams in the playoffs, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, Burrow, after getting sacked nine times and still having the goal to come in and, you know, uh, push the Bengals to victory, he's just a winner, man. I think we've said it a bunch of times already. He's a winner. Um I just think that Bengals offensive line is a disaster. I mean, nine sacks. And it's just embarrassing the Titans couldn't get it done. I mean, I get Derek Henry was trying to get this, but their quarterback, I mean, it's come down to a lot of, a lot of the other pitfalls of these teams besides the San Francisco 49ers. Their quarterback couldn't throw the ball when it mattered most. I mean, it happened to the Eagles. It happened to the Patriots. It happens, it happens, it happened to a lot of teams. But I think we obviously know that the Titans are probably undeserving that one seed. And I do think it's unfortunate we were robbed of that Bills Chiefs AFC Championship game rather than divisional round matchup. But I mean, I, I'm happy with what we got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, can't really complain with that. Um, I mean, this Titans. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I've said this. I believe I said it leading up to this game last week. Like he's just not that good of a of a football player at this point in his career. He really has has you know regressed in his performance. He's just not been impressive this year. Um, I mean, this one, nine sacks, like you said. I mean, that Bengals line. I mean, it, it, Tennessee was just in there. I mean, that that front seven is is definitely special. They've got a lot of really good players on that uh, on that D line. That's what leads that defense. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say that their defense is a lot stronger than I kind of perceived going in. I mean, I'm, to be honest, I didn't really watch the Tennessee defense in in a full game. And after seeing them play, it's a pretty solid unit. I mean, they did a really good job of of stopping and slowing down this Bengals offense. I mean. For Joe Burrow not to throw for an offensive touchdown, I mean, you're doing something right. Um, Derek money, Henry, money, money, Mac, too clutch for the Bengals. I mean, this guy doesn't miss. He's uh, a very good kicker. Um, yeah. I mean, Derek Henry in this game, twenty for sixty-two and a touchdown. This is kind of what I feared coming into this game is that he was not going to be a hundred percent. I said that leading up to last I week, I, and uh, he 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 clearly was nowhere near his normal uh, self and. 
And, and just back to this point that, that, that I'm sure you'll agree. I mean, I, I get Derek Henry was hindered and, and I get it's a significant detriment for the Titans, but at the end of the day, your quarterback's got to be able to throw the ball in the playoffs, man. I mean, yeah. it, it comes down to that and, and he couldn't do it. I mean, yeah. that's what it takes to win in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that first throw of the game, he, you know, right to, uh, I believe it was Jesse Bates. I mean, it is just a bad day at the office, but you know, I really wish Tennessee incorporated Dante Foreman more into this game. I mean, he is, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of burst. He's a, he's a very solid running back. And, you know, Derrick Henry, as good as he is and, uh, you know, as good as he has been, um, you know, he's saying he's playing with a metal, you know, shin or whatever he's playing with, something like that, uh, metal rod in his, his foot. Yeah. I mean, an, an, he, an air fryer in his foot, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he's playing and, and, and you can tell when, Someone doesn't have it. I mean, he clearly did not, you know, have much. He was kind of just running right into the pile. Didn't really have much agility, much burst. You just got to give the ball to Dante Foreman more. And and I really feel this game could have gone differently if they did that, to be honest. I think that, you know, Derrick Henry getting his 20 carries in this game uh, didn't really do much for Tennessee. Um, you know, this team is uh, – they're talented. They've got A.J. Yeah. Brown, Julio Jones. We finally saw A.J. Brown a quarterback, though, because this, this dude is legit. I mean, this dude is a legit number one receiver. I think I, I I think the Tennessee Titans become very scary with a quarterback, but I think the fear if you're the Tennessee Titans is that you're competing in this conference. I mean, yeah. the Titans aren't even in the same stratosphere as either of those teams we watched play last Sunday, yeah. um, which I think has to be concerning because I think this is sort of their championship window. I think this year is supposed to be maybe one of the you know their championship pushes. And Mike Vrabel is a great coach, but you're just so limited with a guy like Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you only can wonder. Imagine this team go went out and got like an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this would be uh, honestly maybe Super Bowl favorites almost. I mean, then then you're really talking with this team. But um, yeah, just an underwhelming just, performance from that. One more thing, Griff. I think the departure of Arthur Smith obviously was really evident in this game. I think it really. I mean, I think he really knew how to get the best out of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, so, yeah. And we'll see what happens with the Bengals. I mean, they, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins was more involved this week. CJ Uzmoa has been great. Um, you know, they're they're really doing a good job on that defense. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, um, you know, they're in for uh, you know a very tough matchup this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. But with that, we'll move on to this next game. I mean, this next game, there's a whole lot of storylines we can talk about here. Even though the game was very underwhelming itself, thirteen to ten. Um, you know, this was. The worst game of the weekend, I think most people would say hands down. Very boring with action due to the snow and, and all that, um, at least personally. I mean, it was – The tension, was, I, I don't know, Griff. To me, I, no. It's obviously the worst game of the weekend considering how good the other others were. Yeah. But I don't know. I think just like the block – I think it was such an awesome way for uh, – it. Would, I think the second half was great. The first half, though. Sure. Agreed. Agreed. Future agreed, football. Agreed. Uh, but, you know, San Francisco pulled this out. It was a tough win. You saw a lot of guys limping at the end of this game. Jimmy G – um, you know, stat sheet, not pretty at all. 130 <laughs> passing yards, 11 completions and interception. But, you know, he made some big passes on that final drive. And, you know, Jimmy G, um, you know, as, as bad as that stat sheet looks, his receivers really didn't help him in the first half. I mean, the 49ers had a lot of drop passes, specifically George Kittle had one that would have been, you know, really, you know, he really could have pushed the field close to a touchdown, I believe, on that one catch over the middle of the field. So San Francisco did not help themselves and did not really help Jimmy G in this one. Obviously not a strong performance, but for a guy who's really never played in the cold before, um, you know, he did what he could. And the San Francisco defense, I mean, the block punt, the sacks, I mean, just an unreal performance. Robbie Gold, one of the greatest playoff kickers, I think, of all time. I mean, this guy just doesn't miss. And for Aaron Rodgers, just another disappointing game. You see Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones had nine catches for 129 yards. That's actually crazy. I didn't realize that. But no one else really got involved in this one. Rodgers yeah. struggled at the end of this game. I mean, this is a, a legacy staining type performance, it seems, for Aaron Rodgers. And what an awful way to end your season for a team that, you know, with all the guys on defense backs, Darius Smith, Jair Alexander, you know, I mean, what a way to, to end the season. This was the team that, you know, I thought they really could get it done this year, to be honest. I mean, uh, I think the San Francisco Giants or the San Francisco, San Francisco Giants. Yep. Uh, I think the San Francisco uh, 49ers were just a total matchup nightmare uh, for, for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they kept the ball. I, I just was surprised at Rodgers. You know, you keep expecting him to go down the field at least one of these times and you just get kept getting stopped again and again and again. 
their defense was on the field for like the entire second half. He couldn't put a drive together. Um, that 49ers defense is beyond elite, man. How D'Amico Ryans is not getting consideration for head coaching jobs. I get, to, I get it's his first year as a defensive coordinator. I get he's 37 years old, but I think this guy needs to be definitely looked at by, by some organizations. I mean, you hear the way his players talk about him as well. Um, but I think Debo Samuel is just a ridiculous difference maker for this 49ers team. I mean, that third and seven run was really, I think, the mark of a warrior. I mean, he was clearly – injured I think he was really on one leg you saw at the end of the game that the image of him limping off uh, but he really was doing I, I know his stat line isn't the most impressive but you know we saw Jimmy G's we see everybody else's I mean he was by far I think the offensive MVP of this game um, and, and, and to the Packers it came down the one thing that they said couldn't cost them costed them the entire week we said as long as we don't let special teams mistakes beat us we will win this game and that's exactly what happened it's exactly what happened. They had one of the top offenses of the, this year. I think they might actually have been ranked number one. They had a top five defense this year all year long. And they had the last ranked special teams in the league, you know, below the likes of the New York Giants, below the likes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and, and you know, it, it really shows showed itself here. I mean, it's just bad to lose a playoff game like that when, you know, everything is branded the last dance. I mean, Griffin, this is brutal for his legacy. The last dance and not going out to win it, it it's just – I mean, the Niners own Aaron Rodgers, so it seems. I mean, the Niners own him. Uh, but I, I think this is just really, really, really uh, great by the Niners' defense. And I think that last drive to get into field goal range was masterful by Kyle Shanahan uh, and Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, – this is just – it's what Aaron Rodgers has become in the playoffs since that, that first Super Bowl. Just a guy who can't get – can't really get the job done. I mean, you've seen him go up and beat like the Odell Beckham, New York Giants. I mean, that was a, a clown show of a team, but you know, this team's really not winning the big games. And I get it was bad conditions and I get people want to say, Oh, you know, neither offense is moving, but Aaron Rodgers has played in green Bay for his entire career. Yep. He's played in games with the snow. He's played in the cold for his entire career. There's no excuse to not be able to go out there and right. throw in the fact, football. In fact, I think what, what we were hearing the whole week is, the Packers are going to have a massive advantage because of the weather. I mean, I don't think you can use that as an excuse. And it was, yeah, no, you can. And and that's what some people are trying to say with this game. But, you know, look, on the other hand, Jimmy Garoppolo, this was his first game. I forget what the, the, the mark yeah, was. Yeah, it was like below a certain temperature threat. Below threshold. a certain temperature. I mean, the dude had no clue what he was doing. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Jimmy G was – he was just in a – you know, that's pretty boy Jimmy. He's not going in the cold like that. So, you know, he was – thrown into a, a cage with the lion and had no idea what was going on. And at the end of the day, and I stand by this, I know a lot of people don't agree with this claim, but when it mattered most, Jimmy Garoppolo made the passes that Aaron Rodgers couldn't. And I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo made some incredible passes on that final drive, but he made the easy passes that had to be hit. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think I, I, Aaron Rodgers had Devonte Adams on Josh Norman and one-on-one coverage and he yeah, couldn't I mean, get the ball to him. It's unacceptable. And, and that's what matters when you have a guy who's open, getting open, you got to hit him. And that's what Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not saying this guy made some super throws. I'm not saying he did anything that anyone can't, but Jimmy Garoppolo made the throws that Aaron Rodgers simply couldn't and the easy throws. And that's what wins football games. And that's what, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo on that final drive, it was masterful. It was perfect. It was exactly, and I'm not saying he had to do anything hard, but he did what he had to. And that's what Aaron Rodgers couldn't after that first drive. The first drive was amazing. And all they had to do they scored one touchdown for the rest of the game. They would have won the game and they couldn't score another touchdown. It's absolutely embarrassing for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And the stats are also inflated from that yeah. 70 yard dump off to Aaron Jones. So he didn't even I, really have as good a game as it looks like, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say, I mean, uh, that he has no trust in anybody on that Packers receiving core outside of Devante. Uh, I mean, Aaron Jones, like you said, he had the 70 yard uh, dump off. I mean, eight catches for like 50 yards besides that. He was okay. He was fine, but he wasn't anything special. Um, and he has no trust in any of his receivers besides Devontae. Look at that. Look at that receiving distribution. That's ridiculous. That's almost out of a like out of like a book of jokes. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, I, I just think uh, he was forcing the ball, which is something you very rarely see Aaron Rodgers do. I don't know what it was about tonight. And then I, I just don't get like, 
I don't get how you can, this is really a franchise changing loss for them. I mean, cause I think there's a shot at, you know, even if you get back to the Super Bowl, you could say, you know, Aaron come back for another year. We can try to win it one more time, but man, I mean, what a disaster. And then they lost Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, just a really bad look for the Green Bay Packers organization. And then I think, you know, the defining, the defining market is two areas that they had 30 straight years, 30 straight years of uninterrupted, uninterrupted Hall of Fame quarterback play. And they're going to win two championships out of it. Not good. Not, not good. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's ugly. And obviously with this Green Bay team, I mean, they, they're way over the cap in money. I believe it's about $40 million now. They've got a ton of impending free agents. I mean, Devon J. Campbell is going to be a free agent. He was an yeah. all-pro linebacker for them. Devontae Adams, who it's expected that he's going to receive the franchise tag, unfortunately, for him, because I think a lot of people, including myself, would like to see him kind of get out on the open market. And It seems like this team is just going to be broken up at this point, and it sucks because I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will ever play a game for the Green Bay Packers again. I think that is – I mean, you heard it in the post-game press conference. It, it, he's he's just done there. Um where he goes, I mean, I, I have no idea. I mean, obviously, Denver's got to be the favorite um, just because Nathaniel Hackett's now there and that team is desperate for a quarterback. And at the end of the day, though, that's a tough division, man. I mean, going against the Chiefs, the Raiders we saw make the playoffs, the Chargers are only going to get better. I'm going to be honest. I, I think Denver's a great team. I think some of their offensive weapons are a little overrated, though. I think that receiving core is a tad overrated. I mean, we haven't really seen them, but – you know, Jerry Judy, this guy was a lead in college, but we haven't seen him do anything. And that could obviously be the system that Vic Fangio is running. So I'm not going to say Jerry Judy's bad or he's a bust. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But the thing is, right now, we just don't know. That's the problem with Jerry Judy. So we got to see before we declare this, yeah, you know, like the Denver a, Broncos, like yeah. a Super Bowl contender or away from a quarterback, you know? Yeah, I just think, you know, it, it, it's really – Denver is just one of those teams that really annoys you, I think, because – they have so many pieces and they actually drafted pretty well outside of the QB position. But I mean, Jesus, look at some of those names that have come through there, Griff. Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Trevor Simeon was starting for three years out there. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. That's quarterback purgatory, man. I mean Brock Osweiler had some work Brock, out there. At least they didn't, at least they weren't the ones who were paying Brock uh, what was it, 24 million a year, 18 million a year, something like that. That was Houston, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, it really is. I mean, from a personal perspective, sorry to say, it's, I think it's one of the funniest losses of all time. Like to have all your chips in and then just lose in your first game is hilarious to me. And the funny thing about Rodgers is he can pick up and leave anytime. But for the Packers, man, just brutal. I mean, I think they're, I think it is going to help to have as good of a coach. I think he's a really good coach, I, I have yeah. to say. As Matt LaFleur, I mean, I think he really did turn them around after uh, Mike McCarthy somehow still has a job in Dallas, by the way. Um, sort of random. And Quinn's staying, too. I mean, they're yeah. running it yeah. back, it seems. Somehow those coordinators might be staying. I mean, Kellen Moore, we'll see. All that for a second-place finish in the NFC East. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> no, but, yeah. I mean, just an embarrassing loss for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, real quick before we move on to, uh, you know, Tampa, L.A., where where did, would you say? I mean, I think we both agree that Aaron Rodgers will not be a Packer. Um, you know, he could retire, obviously, but if he does stay in the league, I mean, what team do you see him ending up on? Well, he says he wants to go play wherever Rodgers is going to play. The issue is Rodgers isn't going to go to a team with $30 million available in cap space. Um, he also wants MVS. He wants both of them to come with him. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he wants Devontae, and I mean that's just not going to happen. But right, Devontae um, will get the tag. I mean, that's if I, like, to, like, I think I think he's going to play in Green Bay next year. I gotta say, I think he I think he's going to play in Green Bay, and then I think he might be out after that. It's hard. It's so hard to predict where a wide receiver is going to go because, to be honest with you, I think there, there's a really surprising one. I'm going to say actually. If he was willing to put up with a mini rebuild and if Trent Baalke were to get fired, which we should touch on that situation in a little bit anyway, uh, if Trent Baalke were to get fired, I think the, the Jacksonville Jaguars would be a great fit for Devontae Adams. I really do. 
I I I understand he's probably not going to want to put up with the rebuild. I understand he's not going to want to, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, watch this developmental years. But I think he can really elevate Trevor Lawrence's game to a whole new level. I think especially if they hire Byron Leftwich out there, I think it's a pretty attractive place to go, you know, if they weren't bottom feeders. But, I mean, their front office situation is kind of a disaster over there. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I think Devontae Adams, he's going to get the franchise tag. I have no doubt about that. So I think we'll wait till next year to probably see him hit free agency. But maybe since they're so screwed with the cap space that, you know, they'll, they'll let, I just don't see it. I, I don't see any yeah. scenario in which Devontae Adams is not a Packer. Well, I think year. it's also important in the context of they want to get the best evaluation of Jordan and Love they can next year. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. But, um, you know, Packers are going to be a team that we'll be talking a lot about through the offseason. This game was uh, what appeared to be a blowout, but it's Tom Brady, so it's never quite over. 27-3 at one point, and it got to 27-27. It's just insanity. I mean, this game just further proves, even though Tom Brady was not great in the first half, but it just proves this guy's just – it's just – honestly, like I was thinking about it, I think it's just like honestly like an aura thing at this point with Tom Brady. Like well, when yeah, you go up like, that big, yeah, I saw, yeah, like, like the I other saw. team just starts to, to panic and to start just – Giving the so, game yeah, away, saw, it's like the weirdest thing. I saw this tweet, and it was like, um, crap, what did it say? Just escaped my mind. It was like, Tom Brady's the only guy who could be down 27-3, and we'd have no doubt that this game is going to be competitive by the end. Like, I yep. just think some of those mistakes the Rams were making that were just weird. Like, Cooper Cup fumbles. He never fumbles. He never drops the ball. You had that Cam Akers fumble. It seemed like well, they were Cam trying. Akers was a mess. I mean – they really uh, need to probably start Sony Michelle. Get get him. This cannot be a twenty four to one split this week against San Francisco. I mean, Cam Akers. Well, I think Cam Akers is also like, I, I Cam Akers. I mean, I, I just don't understand how he's playing. I know we've touched on that <laughs> before, but his he's, his Achilles exploded like six months ago. I mean, it's a minor medical miracle. Minor medical miracle. But by the way, I do just want to touch on these Rams receivers because they were great today both Odell Beckham or last week Cup and Beckham man I know Cup is the undisputed number one he's he won the triple crown this year but Odell Beckham has been huge for them he has been a huge find um I, I I just think that route by Cooper Cup to shake Sean Murphy Munting on the second to last play of the game a plus man I, this guy is just elite 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 and I think it's very cool to see Sean McVay not completely handicapped by quarterback play. That's all I have to say. I think, and man, the Rams, it's, this is a tough one to analyze because the Rams really dominated this outside of like the last six minutes. Yeah. Um, and even then the bucks are really only let back into the game by, by the Rams choking. I mean, fumble after fumble after fumble. Um, or fumbles, yeah. and, and really, I mean, if Stafford doesn't complete that pass to cup, I, I mean, I think you and I are probably having a completely different conversation right now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but they didn't. Um, and I think making a quarterback, I think just this game, this one game, there's just this one game sample size that making a quarterback really does make all the difference in the world, because I don't think Jared Goff is making that throw in that situation. I have to be honest with you. Um, and on the buck side of this, I mean, <sighs> Their offensive line, I'll take a word out of your book, was putrid. It was disgusting. I mean, PFF even, I know not everyone's favorite, but PFF even had uh, their blocking grade as lower than the Bengals' offensive line, which is kind of a disaster. Listen, um, Tom didn't have his best game of the year, but I, I think he made enough winning plays to, to, to get this game done, I got to say. Um, I think, I just think, Missing Godwin and Brown. I think I get that they have a lot of other weapons, but I think my point is that, you know, when you have these two guys so molded into your offense, it's when they're removed, you know, your entire offense. Totally different. Yeah. But uh, I, I'd be very interested to see how this game played out if Tristan Works was healthy. I mean, I think that made a huge difference. I think everybody knew it was going to. Von Miller was just having a field day, and Aaron Donald lining up on the backup left tackle was just or right tackle rather was um not not a fun sight to watch. But yeah, yeah, I mean the Rams, I don't think they're that good. 
but I think they did enough to get the job got done. Yeah, I mean, one thing you haven't even touched on is Matthew Stafford, and I know you're not a huge Matthew Stafford guy, but no, man, I, gave this was... cre- I gave him his credit. I said he made. I said I, I, I touched him. I said the quarterback play made the difference in the Los Angeles Rams from you know this year compared to years past. Okay, but Matthew Stafford. I mean, this was a yeah, great career defining game for him. I mean, this was Matthew Stafford is a, is a sensational player. I mean. <laughs> you really want you really wonder what he could have done if he wasn't in Detroit for all those years. I mean, he's he's got the talent, and you know he really played a perfect game in this game. I mean, his you look at the the mistakes the Rams made. Cam Akers had two fumbles. Cooper Cup had a fumble. The center snapped the ball to midfield. I mean, Matthew Stafford did not throw this game away in any capacity. He you know won them the game when they had to, and he made the throws. I mean. It was a masterful performance from Matthew Stafford. And, you know, this guy is, is, you know, he's, he knows there's a lot of pressure on this team to, you know, they've put all their chips in. I mean, talk about, we were talking kind of about Tennessee putting their chips in. I mean, and Green Bay even, but LA has put their entire future into this season. I mean, it is literally this one season. Odell Beckham, Von Miller, those guys are free at the end of the year. Yeah, Who knows out. what's going to happen? This is their one season. I mean, it is Super Bowl championship or bust for the LA Rams. They don't care about making the Super Bowl. They did that a few years ago. Super Bowl championship or bust. And Matthew Stafford has met the adversity head on. Cam Akers, I kind of said it earlier, but I mean, I, I really I really hope to see a different game plan this week in terms of the rushing attack. I mean, I know Cam Akers is, is well, I probably think, better. I, I really think, I, I do think it's so, so goddamn hard to run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Griff. It's so hard to run on them. I, I agree, but Two fumbles, uh, two fumbles, and averaging no, two yeah, yards. I mean, it, it just can't happen. Um, but I think, like, like I said, I, I just think, like, this game is going to come down to whether Matthew Stafford can beat his the Niners with his with his arm. Uh, they tried to make Rodgers do it last week, and they and he couldn't. I mean, I get the importance of the rushing attack, but I think even when the Rams had a really strong rushing attack, it wasn't like a couple years ago in a mid quarterback below mid really, but a, a, a mid quarterback and Jared Goff, it didn't make a difference. But I, I just think this all relies on Matthew Stafford. Uh, I do. I think as he goes, the, the this Los Angeles Rams team goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. And, and on the Tampa Bay side, um, you know, Tom Brady, you kind of said, but, you know, he, he did what he had to to get this team back in the game. Um, I mean, they really struggled in that first half. And like you said, I mean, without Tristan Warps and then I believe even their backup right tackle went out and they had, you know, their third stringer rookie from Rice going up against Von Miller. I mean, you're just – it's just a nightmare matchup. And, uh, you know, there's been rumors. I know CBS Sports has reported that, you know, people close to Brady believe he's retiring. I'm not going to believe it until I hear, you know, Jason Lockenflora, who reported that has been wrong. Many, many times. So we're not going to, we're not going to. I don't think he's the, uh, the trustiest guy. I do believe Tom Brady will come back for one more season. I think it's clear that, you know, he realizes that he's getting close to the end. I think last year he really was like, yeah, I'm going to keep playing for a long time. And I think now it's kind of, we're starting to see the shift where next year, I think, and I hope he comes back for one last and, and makes it known that this is his last season, because I don't think, I think he should, you know, have a farewell tour for the ages type deal where, Every stadium he's going to, they're honoring him. They're giving – like they do in the MLB, they do a really good job of that. When the legend retires, they give gifts at all the stadiums and all that. I mean, I think with Brady, I'd love to see that with him. I, I think that would be something that's super cool, and he absolutely deserves that final run. And and Tampa Bay, I mean, they, they would be poised to, you know, go back for the title. I mean, I don't know who their free agents are. I think Gronk, honestly, if Brady doesn't come back, would probably retire. Um, yeah. I think – I think – I think Gronk and Brady, I think they should run it. I, and it's Tom Brady. This guy loves the game. He loves the competition. He's not going to end on a loss like, like this. How many He's times has he said, like, how many times has he said, I'm going to play till age 45? So to me, it'd be like a little weird to retire one year before his age 45 season. But yeah. yeah. I think, I think we're going to see Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski come back for one more season. I think the Bucks. I don't think they're going to run it back with the same team. I think Leonard Fournette will be back. I think they're, you know, going to try and bring Godwin back. I think we're going to see this team try and run it back one more time. And then I think this team might honestly just have to really rebuild for a bit. Um, 
and 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 we'll see what happens. I mean, they've got a lot of talent, but yeah, what a game this was, though. I mean, we were thinking game of the weekend with this one, but uh, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> All right, so with that, we're going to talk about this last game, and I mean, this is probably going to be a lengthy. There's, I mean, there's just so much to talk about with this. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen. I mean, this guy is. I think this was a game between the two best quarterbacks in the National Football League at the moment. Um, what a performance. I mean, Gabriel Davis, 200 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, masterful from Josh Allen. This guy was near perfect. And but not perfect I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's any way the Chiefs don't don't win the Super Bowl. I don't think yeah, there's a team me, out there that like- the the Bills, I think, are ridiculously good. I think they would like. I think the Bills would smash the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. I really do. Yeah. But the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this game was just special. Probably the best game I've ever watched. Easily. 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 Yeah. Outside of Super Bowl Fifty Two, of course. Yeah, I mean that's but, uh, different for you. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, Patrick Mahomes, man, dude. I mean, this guy is on a different planet. Look at the rushing. 69 yards rushing. We never yeah. see. I mean, this guy, I'm sorry for yeah, interrupting, this guy was unbackable. I mean, I mean, uh, these two teams were just, uh, I don't even know what to say. They were on such, they were operating on such a high level. It's just like they were, I think Josh Allen sort of solidified his status as QB2 in the league. I do. But I just think Pat Mahomes is a, is a different animal, man. Uh, I think even – I just think it's crazy. Like, I just don't think you can ever have a moment of doubt with him behind center. And I can't believe people in the league – sorry, I'm going to go back on a rant. Just uh, let's tie back things from week three or four. The league has figured him out. The league has figured him out. Blah, 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 this. It annoys me when he gets compared to these quarterbacks, right? Like – I'll give you even like a Lamar Jackson or like, I'm sorry, even like a Joe Burrow or even a Josh Allen. I hate to say it. Uh, when he's he's a Super Bowl MVP. He he's won the Super Bowl. He's gotten to the summit. The rest of these guys haven't, and he's the MVP. None of the rest of these guys besides Lamar have even won an MVP. I don't get it. How could how can anyone have doubted this team? I, I, not, I, I, how could anyone have doubted him? I get the team because that defense was looking worrying, but that, but how could anyone have doubted Patrick Mahomes? I mean, that rushing attack was potent, obviously, as well, but uh, everything was. And, and back to the Bills side, I mean, Gabe Davis, this guy what, was dropping defenders all over the field. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, Josh, sorry, I don't want to make it sound like I'm discrediting Josh Allen because these two, these two guys put up the, two best quarterback performances of the year in the same game. And th- these dudes are both superhuman, uh, but uh, I, I mean, the execution was flawless. It's just, how can you play perfect and still lose 13 seconds, man? That's all you can ask out of your quarterback. But I just think I, I, I also, I, I'm just going to bring, uh, bring the attention to Tyree kill here. Because I think there's a lot of passion with like new these new receivers, and I get like Jamar, and I get Jeffy, and I get that these are great receivers. But to me, man, sorry, one receiver in the league I can take tomorrow. I'm taking Tyree Kill on my team. I gotta say, I, I I think he shows up when it matters most. I think he's the clutch receiver in the league. Griffin, people forget he's only 27 years old. Think about what he's accomplished by age 27. Him and Pat are 27 and 26. How scary is that? I mean, I I just think like. His burst of acceleration, that sixty-four yard touchdown, was like, it's like watching like a like a god run, literally like a cheetah run, literally. Yeah, uh, it's a just cheetah. Yeah, uh, just Mahomes is just. Uh, what What are your thoughts, Griff? Sorry, I'm going off on a little. Uh, a little I mean, off. this was a. Uh, I mean, like, it's just hard to believe what you watch with this team, um, Kansas City. I mean, honestly, what's most mind blowing about this game? And why I think Kansas City is just not going to be stopped. Tyran Matthew, their best defensive player, yeah. left the game first quarter, the second quarter. I mean, they won this game without their best player. And I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know what this game would have looked like with Tyron Matthew, but I mean, Gabe Davis would not have gone for near 200 yards and four touchdowns that Tyron Matthew <laughs> was playing. I mean, he wouldn't even, he would have maybe hit 100, but he would not have been close to 200, probably had two. I mean, this game would have looked insanely different 
and Kansas City pulled through. And that's why I think, I mean, we've talked about the Cincy Bengals, how in the regular season this team was perfect. And Kansas City was kind of, you know, messing around in that second half, not really going full, full steam. And they barely squeaked it out. I mean, Buffalo was perfect in this game. You cannot look the one thing that this team, yeah. the worst execution of a 13 seconds I've ever seen in the NFL. And <laughs> I mean, you can talk about squibbing the kick and, and one thing, I mean, Kansas, I mean, another thing you brought up Tyree kill, I'm going off on a, a tangent here, but this dude's ability to return punts. I mean, once they had to re-kick the punt, I was like, I mean, good night. I mean, he's going to just run that for 40 yards. Um, I mean, that was a joke, but you know, I get the squib kick. The squib kick in my mind, I think he would really had to perfectly execute in order to truly like chew a ton of clock because with some of the, I mean, I don't yeah, know who was on that. down probably. They would have just taken it and kneeled down. Yeah. I don't know who was on the return there, but I mean, if you've got guys like McCall Harm and Byron Pringle and these guys are getting the ball at like the 20, 25, I mean, that could be really dangerous for, uh, for Buffalo. I mean, that, that that's what I think you got to look at there and, you know, I just think I, how, I would have squibbed it. I would have squibbed it, but I, I can understand, especially with the Chiefs and some of those guys, why you kick it out. But I mean, the defense, the dump off the tire. I, first of all, you shouldn't be rushing four there. That's a mistake because you should probably be rushing two people if that. I mean, I don't even know if I'd send a guy to the line of scrimmage. Um, there's no reason to, right? You're, right. You're, you just got to go. I mean, if Pat Mahomes wants to run it, go ahead. Um, I mean, the dump off to Tyree Kill. I mean, they just gave him 23 yards. I don't know what they're doing. And then, I mean, I know they, it wouldn't matter, but the refs just put a second on the clock, which I don't really know if that was <laughs> should have been there. But and then the Travis Kelsey, I mean, just leaving him in one on one. Yeah, they put it to seven, eight, seven, eight. They put it from seven to eight seconds, but it wouldn't end up mattering. It wouldn't. Have, no, I know it wouldn't have mattered, but I mean, that was a little. I'm gonna be honest. It was a little fishy because he looked like it was about seven seconds when he was down. But regardless, it wouldn't have mattered. We're not going to talk about that. Travis Kelsey. I mean, this dude's just. Uh, I've, I've been talking about it for weeks. This team is just when they get Travis Kelsey involved, they're just nuts. You can't beat them. And you saw what happened. Um, but I, they go yeah. win the game. Harrison Bucker, you know, nailed the kick. And then once they got the ball, I mean, whoever got the ball was going to win the game. That was no doubt about it. That 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 Patrick Mahomes. I, I just think Patrick Mahomes is freakish, man. Like this dude is just different. I mean, I get overtime drives. Usually that offense scores first, but he was surgical. I mean, he wasted no time that, the game with a touchdown throw is disgusting. I mean, disgusting. And I, I just think, like, to me, this game is such it, – it's just – for a lot of teams in the NFL, it's very scary. And it makes you really evaluate where you are. Because, like, if you have, like, a Daniel Jones type, like a Jalen Hurts type, even like – I can't believe the- they're going to go with Daniel Jones. I mean, the New York Giants are done, bro. <laughs> they're screwed. Yeah. Well, we'll, talk, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them in some of our off-season pods. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but, um, like, I just think if you have guys that aren't good, you know, probably aren't good enough, you know, like, I don't know, even like, you know, just a couple of these guys, like a couple of mediocre quarterbacks, right? Like a Jimmy G, even for example, I got to say, like, you got to be like, is what I have good enough? Because it doesn't seem that way. Because I need, it seems like I need one of these four or five demigods that are emerging in the AFC. I mean, by the way, the NFC is going to be really weak if Brady and Rodgers leave next year, like ridiculously weak. Yeah. Um, um, but Sam Fran, um, man, they didn't probably – Sam Fran would, would be the favorite. You need to imagine, yeah. I just think Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, I mean, I get people like low-scoring football and defensive football is great, and yes and yes, but who wants – I mean, this is peak entertainment, man. This is peak sports. This is why we watch the NFL. This is why Griff and I talk about the NFL games like these. I mean, credit to both teams. I think we 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 talked about beforehand. We believe that these were the two best teams in the NFL uh, beforehand. Um, and I think that is proven here. I just think this was the perfect game of football. It sucked there had to be a loser. But Patrick Mahomes is the king. I think he's going to be the king for a very long time. Um and if they win it this year, you start to look at Patrick Mahomes' legacy. At age 26, he's going to have two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, most likely an MVP, two-time All-Pro. I mean, this guy, he's a, he's a different monster, Griff. And I get that people don't like his family, and understandably so, but I don't understand this, like, thing where he's held to such a different standard than other quarterbacks, right? Because I think even when, like, like, if he had a game that I think – if he had, like, a typical Joe Burrow game every time he plays, he gets slandered relentlessly. 
but I think it's just because his standard is so much higher than everybody else. Like I think, I think you got to talk about like is he is he better than Aaron Rodgers all time if he wins the Super Bowl this year? I think so. Like I I just think this dude's legacy and stat resume at age twenty six is unmatched, and I think I don't think I've ever heard such like a disrespected great athlete. Yeah, I mean it's definitely very weird, and I I don't know why he. Uh... He really does like. It seems like he kind of gets like people are already sick of him, and yeah, I sure, mean, I, sure. people are so sorry. Let me like sort of phrase what I'm saying. Like, what yeah. saying? like people are so casual about how great he is. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it's just sad to see because I think people are people don't realize what they're they're missing. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, it's just pure greatness. And look, I, I get some people. You know, his brother on TikTok, his wife was spraying champagne, but at the end of the day, I mean. I, I do feel bad because, you know, it's his family at the end of the day, you know, everyone right, has different gonna... families. Like, right, and, and I'm people, sure he want to come out and like, like say he hates his family. Like, what do you want this guy to do? Like, it's his yeah, brother. I mean, he doesn't hate his family. He's been with his wife since high school. Like people got to chill. And it, it's honestly, it is very, I think it honestly is just a sad thing about society that people are just attacking this guy's family. Just like, yeah, for sure. I mean, as much as they are and, and making them hate him, like, to be honest, like, yeah, like, you know, his brother on TikTok, it, it, it is what it is. But, like, I'm not going to not like this guy and appreciate his sure. greatness because of that. And, and his wife spraying champagne. I mean, all the things about that were just outrageous. I mean, if you're at that game and you get sprayed with champagne by <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' wife, you're not going to care. He's right, like – Right, in the freezing – right, that's what, I, that's what I was saying. Like, I was like, these dudes have been sitting in the freezing cold for three hours. And it's, and it's the greatest player in their franchise's history who's going to go take them probably to another Super Bowl, his wife, his family. Yeah, right, you I don't, don't care. Like, I, I think yeah. it's honestly – like, Dave, those people do not care. It, 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 it's honestly sad. Like, I do feel yeah, bad. Yeah, I think because, it's just, just another one of these things where people are looking to get mad at something, I think. It's just – it's just sad, honestly, but that's a whole nother issue. But yeah, sorry. Patrick we went off Mahomes, on a little tangent there, but yeah. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's just sensational. I truly believe this guy is, you know, it's going to be tough to be statistically or, you know, have the accolades of Tom Brady, but I think this guy will go down as, as the greatest football player of all time. That's all set. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if he can match. I mean, the accolades of Brady are just pure insanity, yeah. but. If anyone can do it, it's this guy. And man, this team is scary. And you know, I think that leads us perfectly into uh, you know Kansas City versus and Cincinnati. Obviously, obviously, tomorrow, I think, I think the team best equipped to handle the Kansas City Chiefs in the future is going to remain the Buffalo Bills. As long as Josh Allen is the quarterback, he's going to remain the biggest. The only, ch- I mean, it's just so it's just, it, mo- it blows my mind that Tyron Matthew was out for this game. I mean, it's just astonishing. And they yeah, beat the Bills. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I think both of us here are obviously yeah. going to go with Kansas City based on the way we've been talking about him. I mean, this is Kansas City's time right now. The one thing I do worry about for Cincinnati, I want to get your opinion on this, Griffin. Uh, I think there's a very interesting argument to be made that right now is their best shot to win. I yeah. really do. They've been extraordinarily healthy all year long. It's almost been scary how healthy they've been. Not one of their major guys has been hurt. It's sort of retribution for Burrow getting hurt his rookie year. None of their guys have been hurt, really. Secondly, their division was weak, man, and people didn't think it was going to be that way. I think the Cleveland Browns, as bad as they were next year, are going to bounce back. And I think the Baltimore Ravens, I mean the Baltimore Ravens. They they were bagged up. Jesus, they were. I mean, both and the the Browns, too. I mean, Look, Baker, yeah, Mayfield, no, I agree. Baker sure. Mayfield was hurt since week two, and they were dealing with injuries throughout the whole year, COVID throughout. The, I mean, the Cleveland Browns, it was just a storm of issues throughout the season yeah. for them. And, listen, and, and listen, the Ravens was worse. Yeah. It's not to say that the Bengals weren't great this year and they didn't have yeah. a year because they did. It's just very interesting to see, you know, is this this young core's best shot? Because a lot of people are like, oh, we'll get back there next year. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, those that I'll tell a story about an Eagles team later that's in relation to this, but the can't I'm, I'm picking the Kansas city chiefs here. I think they're the NFL's most unstoppable force. I think Mahomes, Hill and Kelsey are, are on the level of anybody in the history of the NFL. Uh, they're not losing at arrowhead by the way, arrowhead has become an impenetrable fortress. No one wins there in the playoffs. Nobody. It's not uh, except for Tom. Tom Brady's the only guy who except managed for Tom to Brady it. and really D Ford bailed him out. I mean, yeah. 
we could be talking about four straight Patrick Mahomes Super Bowls, which is <laughs> pretty crazy. But yeah, I think with Brady out, I think the Chiefs have got to be the clear cut favorite. I really do. Um, that Bengals offensive line is going is going to get destroyed on Sunday. They're not going to Arrowhead. Is it totally? I, I respect Titans fans. I got. I know they got great fans. Going to Arrowhead is a totally different beast. It really is, and that you know, in freezing Arrowhead weather. I, I just think. I think the only shot the Bengals win is if Joe Burrow plays on the level that Josh Allen did. And as good as Joe Burrow is, and as excellent as he's been in the playoffs, and as much as I like Joe Burrow, that's not happening. Um, I, like you said, we've we've we just mentioned this aspect of like having to play the perfect game to beat the Chiefs, and even then, even then, you don't. It kind of. People keep pointing to the Bengals beat them at home week 16 or whatever it was, blah, blah, blah. The Kansas City Chiefs, I think, have almost become the Warriors or LeBron Cavs of the NBA, sort of where they sort of meander about in the regular season. They do enough to get them a top two or three seed. And then say we'll go win everywhere we go in the playoffs. And they don't have to go anywhere in the playoffs 99% of the time. So uh, it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, I don't think anybody is dismantling the Kansas City Chiefs now or, quite frankly, anytime soon. I'm going to be 100% honest. The only way the Kansas City Chiefs lose this game is if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. It's the <laughs> only shot. Um, there's no game. I Like, when I was looking at the Kansas City Chiefs against the Pittsburgh Steelers, because of that Steelers defense, they had a shot. Right. Like with Najee Harris running the football. They had a shot. With the Cincy Bengals defense, it's been great all year. They have a shot to stop this offense. There's just not a shot. Patrick Mahomes would have to get injured to lose this game for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the only shot. Yep. There's just no perfect game the Cincinnati Bengals can play that wins this game. And I love. I think Joe Burrow, even as a guy who likes Cleveland, I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. He's sensationally so fun to watch. So is this team. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think this is kind of their perfect window because the Ravens are going to bounce back next year. They're not going to be as bad that. as they Sorry. were. If I can, people forget, man. Before the before Lamar's first injury this year. They were eight and three in the one seed in the AFC. I mean, and that was, they were very banged. I mean, the Ravens are going to be good. Cleveland, I'm not going to be biased, but they're going to bounce back with Nick Chubb in that offensive line. You're going to bounce back. Yeah, even they won't with be Baker as bad Baker. as they were this year. Definitely. And I think Baker's going to be better. I, I think Baker, I think they're going to figure it out. I truly do believe. I think Baker's, I don't think Baker's That's- on the level of any of these guys. And I, I don't think Cleveland can win the Super Bowl, come out of the AFC with these guys there. But I do believe that injury really did hinder him. Yeah, I don't think really. he, I don't think here that team will be as bad as they were last year. Certainly, no. I think I think they're probably going to be a, a fringe playoff team or so, um, and they're going to make moves most likely. They've got some cap space, but I agree. I think this is Cincy's year um, to potentially win it. What a year it's been though for them. I mean, people thought this would be a team that would be dead last in in the division. I believe maybe myself included. Maybe I put the Steelers last, but bottom <laughs> two. What a year it's been. Joe Burrow just sensational, but. Yeah, I mean this team. There's just no, there's just no path to victory. I mean, we saw that last week with Buffalo, who had the number one ranked defense. You know, I, even with Trey White out, this is a sensational defense, and Josh Allen playing perfect, and they still lost. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, there's just no path to victory. You have to it's, have. It's impossible to beat them. unless you have an elite defense and, and a good run game. The only, I honestly believe. And that's why the San Francisco 49ers, the only team that I think could beat the Kansas City Chiefs, because the no, path to victory against no. the Kansas City Chiefs is an elite defense and your ability to run the football. That's the only well, shot think, you have. Well, yeah, there's, you got to keep him off the field no matter what. That's, that's why, and, though. That's but, why but, you but but they the executed their game plan to perfection two years ago, and they still lost against him. And they still oh, lost. I, they didn't have – I think it's going to be – I think this year would be very interesting, San Francisco and Kansas City. Oh, yeah, City. definitely. I, with Debo Samuel, I, I, I think it's a whole nother beast yeah. to handle. I do want to touch on one thing about Kansas City is that this team is vastly improved from last year, which is pretty yeah. crazy considering they're it, the offensive line. I mean, I was just I was just going to say the offensive line. I mean, I don't think I'm not really sure. Why I know major NFL people have really touched. I mean, they have, but it's not really been a huge topic of discussion. But this team rebuilt their all, entire offensive line in the offseason, Griffin. I mean, the the, the <laughs> This team, and, it's, I, and two of them are rookies. They two saw the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I got to give credit to the Chiefs because they know. 
I like how the Chiefs operate because they know that they have a once in a lifetime player that will win them Super Bowl upon Super Bowl if they get him the tiniest bit of help. Um, and they saw that Super Bowl last year and said, "This offensive line isn't good enough. We'll trade our picks. We'll do anything we can." Joe Tooney get here. Trey Smith has been unbelievable for what, like a fourth round pick. Creed Humphrey has been maybe b- beside Jason Kelsey the best center in football. Um, it, it, that offensive line has been fantastic this year. Um, and it's just such a huge difference. We saw that offensive line get blown up in the Super Bowl. And I got to say, uh, the, Chris Jones against that, the interior of that Bengals offensive line, Griff, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think Tyron Matthew is going to play this week, I believe. Yeah, um, sounds like it. Yeah, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs here. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just crazy. I just don't believe – I think there's one way to beat the Chiefs, and it has to be a, a top three defense or so. You got to keep it, Patrick off the field for nine. And you got to run the football. That's that's the only path to victory. You're not going to out throw. We saw this week that you just can't out throw the Kansas City Chiefs, and you can't beat them in the passing game. And that's the that's that's the Bengal strength. And Joe Mixon's a great player. Um, I don't want to say he couldn't win them the game on the ground, but it's just the defense is not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. You need a defense that's going to limit them. And, you know, Bengals have a good defense, but if they're running Eli Apple out there, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, this game, um, I feel like we've kind of both spoiled – well, I mean, yeah, I feel like we both kind of given away who we're picking. But San Fran, L.A. I believe San Fran's beaten L.A. the last six times they've played yep. this year. Um, yep. I mean, L.A., they have the, you know, home field advantage for here on out. Theoretically, they're at home, even though home this is going to be a – they have home field advantage this week. They're playing in their home stadium. Obviously, I think San Francisco will have the much bigger fan base and support there. Um, Which is pretty, like, messed. Like, that's not a good look for the NFL at all. It's a, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation because LA – I mean, LA is one of those kind of – I mean, I think it has the impression of, like, a bougie-type town, like a lot of, like, bougie-type celebrity-type town. And, I mean, look, they didn't have football for so many years, so – it is hard for some. It's not going to be the same diehard passion that you grow to me, up. Though, on. it's like I don't San get Francisco. It that's get, that team is bred that, and born there. I get know? that the Chargers were born in LA, but or, or I get that the Chargers had never played in the LA, and I get that I get the, them, but the Rams played in LA for a million years. I don't know how they don't have a fan base there. That's a little weird to me. I don't know. I don't know why we need two teams in Los Angeles, but keep going, Griff. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good, but um. Yeah, I mean, I'll start here. I'm going to go with the uh, the San Fran 49ers here. I just think we kind of talked about it before we got on here, but San Fran just has L.A.'s number at the moment. As good as Matthew Stafford's been, as good as I've said he's been, um, you know, I, I think he's due for a, a turnover or two in this game, to be honest. I think it's only inevitable that he throws an interception or two. And, I mean, as good as L.A. is, San Fran is just on another level and, I don't know if Andrew Whitworth's playing this week. I mean, if he's not, I believe that's Nick beside Nick Bosa. I, I don't even know where Nick Bosa lines up anymore, but um, let's see if any well, – there's nothing down here. But we'll see what happens. But I think San Francisco, I mean, I just think there's just – it's such a good team, and, and this team has already been the Dallas Cowboys. They've already been the Green Bay Packers. They've shown they can beat anyone. They've shown they can stop anyone. Uh, Debo Samuel – just a sensational talent. I think this could be a, a huge game for him. And George Kittle, I, I, I would like what I saw last week, even though he had the drop, he was more involved. And no, that's what sure. this team needs. They just need to get him the ball more. He's just such a sensational player. And as good as he is blocking, and they might need him this week to block because you're going up against Von Miller, Aaron Donald. You're going to need some help. But, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, George Kittle's a, a huge difference maker that, you know, people sometimes even forget about on this offense because he's blocking so much of the time, as we saw in the Dallas Cowboys game. But, yeah, I'm going to go 49ers. I just think they have their number, the Rams number, and I, I just think this team – it's insanity that Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback if things go, as I say, uh, for two of the last three Super Bowls. I mean, San Fran, I mean, this is a team that – Midway through the year, they were really not looking good. They were below 500, and they barely snuck in the playoffs. And it's pretty crazy because the Titans beat them in, like, week 15. <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah, that yeah was it a really was a good, good game. game. It was a good game. Um, I'm going with the Niners here as well. Uh, I think their ability to run the ball is unmatched throughout the NFL, and I got to say, I really – I'm just giving my ultimate vote of confidence to Kyle Shanahan here. 
what can I say? I'm a Kyle Shanahan fan. I think this guy is elite. I think he's an elite coach. I think there are a lot of doubts around him in the middle of the year, but I, 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 uh, you know, some of them, some of them for me, maybe, but um, I, you know, I just think he's done a great job. And I think, like you said, the addition of Debo Samuel and the emergence of Debo Samuel into a true legit star, it's just franchise changing. It, it, it really is. It's franchise changing because, I mean, they have weapons on this offense, dude. They really do. A, a brand two of the I- best at their position. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are two of the best at their position. Hands Brandon Ayuk can play, and Jawan Jennings. I got to tell you, the third wide receiver, oh, he 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 always seems to be able to make a big catch here and there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mohamed Sanu's back as well this week. Right, he is. Um, I, I I'm going to. I just think I'm not a big Sean McVay fan. I've said it on this podcast a couple times. I'm not a big fan of the guy. I think – I just think the Los Angeles Rams, I just uh, – I don't know what to say. The Niners are really hot right now. Hot teams are so dangerous in the in the NFL playoffs. Um, and like, I just think they have LA's number. I think San, my prediction is that San Francisco's defense shuts down Matthew Stafford tomorrow. Um yeah. I think that's really going to be the key defense that that Niner that Niners defense versus that Rams offense. But I, I got to say, I, I don't think the Rams the, the Niners are going to have as much trouble with this Rams defense as people are saying. I think their ability to run the ball, and I think a player like Debo Samuel that stretch a defense out is so so important. Um, yeah. And Trent Williams at left tackle. I mean, it's certainly going to be better than whatever. Uh, I, I get Tristan Wirfs to right tackle, but you know, it shifts the whole uh, perspective of the offense line. I I, I mean. Trent Williams is better than Donovan Smith. There are no two ways about it. Um, I, 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 I'm going with the Niners here, Griff. I don't really have much else to say. I, I have confidence in them to win this game. Um, I don't know. I just can't see Matthew Staff. Can't, I, I can envision Jimmy G in a Super Bowl because he's been there, but can't envision Matt Stafford there. I don't think he's going to be able to get the job done. I mean, this is a – this L.A. team, you wonder what they'll look like after this year – if they don't win this whole thing, I mean, this is a, this is a, I mean, I just feel bad for for them because I mean, looking at the chiefs, I mean, they have a solid defense. I mean, maybe they could beat them, but I, I don't think they can go blow for blow with the Kansas City chiefs. I just don't think it's possible for, for that offense as good as they are. I mean, it's just, cr- I only, I think the only team who could beat the chiefs and I don't think they will. I think the chiefs are, are going to win the Super Bowl. It's San Francisco. Um, it's just I've, I've said that since the wild card round. No, that's the path to victory, and I stand by it. I, especially after what we watched with Josh Allen. I, I mean, just I can't just believe. I just don't. How can you blow thirteen seconds, man? Can't happen. That's honestly like Sean McDermott's an exceptional coach, but there's some things you just the way that they were playing though. I don't get. The Chiefs clearly saw that they were playing that defense on the last drive. I don't get why they didn't shift before the final play. Two defenses, by the way, this weekend making really boneheaded decisions in the decisions in the last twenty seconds of a game. Yeah, uh, I mean, we saw the Rams and the Bucks. The Rams, yeah. What was that? The Cooper Cup. I mean, that was yeah, that. Half the defense, yeah, brutal. Uh, but I guess that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. I mean, Griff. We're almost to the end of the season. Almost to the end of the season. Obviously, next week we'll recap them, start to preview the Super Bowl a little bit, um, maybe touch on some NBA or so next week. I know there's, you know, my Cleveland Cavs currently the three seed in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. What a season they're having. It's been very fun to watch. But, yeah, we're going to start talking some more basketball. Hopefully, you know, MLB, they're starting to have some meetings. So hopefully we can start touching on that a little bit. Um, I mean, once free agency opens, we'll start doing that NFL draft. Once we start, you know, the season ends, we're going to start mock draft in every few weeks or so. I mean, it's going to be a fun time. Um, so stay tuned for all that. Maybe we'll work some guests, get some interviews. It's been a while since we've had an interview, I know, but, um, those are always fun. We've got some, some potential contacts in the pipeline. So we'll reach out, see if we can get some, uh, some talent, some guys here, get some good, uh, good interviews for y'all, but, Um, With that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Um, 
you know, go check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at Outside the Arena. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment. Uh, we really appreciate it, all the support. And yeah, follow us on our uh, Instagrams, our podcast Instagram. That's all going to be in the description. And with that, you know, enjoy conference championship weekend. Uh, I don't think it'll be as good as last weekend, unfortunately. I don't think anything could be as good as last weekend. But I'm sure the games will be good nonetheless. I'm really excited. I think I think both these matchups are going to be good. I don't think we're going to see. I, I, I think, you know, you might look at Kansas City and think it might be a blowout, but Cincinnati's got a pretty good offense. I, I think they'll be able to keep within range. I just don't think they're going to be able to get the job done. Um, but, yeah, with that, um, thanks for watching. We'll see you all next week on Outside.